What's I got to nothing. Talk about? This, we're just there's like nothing. Seeing, we just saw things. We're going places. We're, we're doing people. stuff. We're doing stuff. We're making money. It's we're just like money. It's just like we're not really like struggling right now. So. No, everything's too good right now. I need something bad to happen. No, I oh. can't say that right now. Oh, it's going to happen now. You said it. I said You're I like, cursed. I could handle something else on my plate. <laughs> and out came talk. Anyway, vertigo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Hello, hi. It's Straight People Movies. That's right. It's a podcast okay. for each week. We two gays, we explore a movie made for straight people. And we ask, why? Why? I do can't you, do a Jimmy Stewart Yeah, voice. just, why, why? 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 I'm just feeling, uh, it's turning into Owen Wilson. Yeah, it is turning into Owen Wilson. Anyways, I'm Spiraling. <laughs> My name is Kirk. <laughs> and I'm, I guess you could say spir- slower spiraling. I'm Dylan. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're feeling the vibes. We're feeling like falling. We're looking down and it's looking a lot further mm-hmm. <laughs> than it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. We are at the top of a bell tower, Mama, and we are throwing ourselves out of the window. Mama, we're both dressed up as Miss Madeline, and we are about to throw ourselves off this goddamn roof. Mm-hmm. I got that emerald shawl. Ooh, yes. Ooh, ooh, the one that floated off into the wind. Uh, that's how uh, I go. Uh, I like, imagine like... throwing yourself into the bay. Like, how drama. Oh, my God. It'd be so elegant. And to be saved, like she, uh, I mean, obviously we know she knew, but like at the time you don't know she knows, but like, it's so mm-hmm. like, like I would definitely like stand there for a while, wait till like a hot stranger is near me and then go. <laughs> <laughs> I need someone with big muscle, juicy arms to just come take me out of this cold, cold water. I'm like in the water, just like. <laughs> <laughs> there for like six hours waiting. Just waiting. Just Somebody. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh god. We are continuing our one word movie title series. Uh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I noticed yeah, we did like we do in Vertigo this week. We got Heat, Big, Seven. Like, I don't have my phone on me. When was the last like Heat, yeah, Big Seven. I think the first one was Seven. Wait, did we do something? Did we do one, one name one before seven? Let's let's pull up the old anchor. Anchor. Anchor.fm. Yeah. You can you can stream us there if you want. Yeah, so yeah, it was uh Heat Big Seven and then Vertigo today. Wow. Yeah. Love that. We Look said Jerry Maguire makes us wanna, you know. We said it should have been called Jerry. Should have been Jerry. And should have been directed by Gus Van Sant. <laughs> uh and then yeah, American Psycho should have just been called Psycho. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing and, nothing problematic and there. And cool hand. Cool Luke, Luke should have been called Luke. Hand. Hand, yeah, just been hand, just hand, just hand. The notebook. I mean, I'll count the notebook as notebook. I don't count those as words. And then we had Joker. We did so Joker. She fits right okay. And then Team America World Police should have been just called America. Yeah. And then Imagine we'll American Summer American. Yeah. American American America. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> anyway, we are spiraling. Uh, we are talking we are about a movie. 
about spirals. About spirals, about obsession, about lust. Mm, about man. About being so horny that you're blinded by it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of relatable. Honestly, you feel that, Major. Uh, yeah, this week we're talking about Vertigo. We're going back in time. Yes, this is our oldest, the oldest, oldest movie we've ever done. done. Yeah. yeah. Until we do, like, Man on Horse. Yes. <laughs> 14 mm. seconds. Yes. Yes, mama. Yes. Uh, but it's a 1958 Alfred Hitchcock film starring James Stewart, Kim Novak, Barbara Bell, Gettys, Tim Hel- or Tom Helmore, and Henry Jones. And this is the shortest uh, descriptor, you know, plot summary. A detective with vertigo thinks all women look the same. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's the movie. That's the movie. <laughs> you could, like, write an essay about this movie, but the title could literally be just a detective with vertigo thinks all women look the same. Yeah. <laughs> or that could be, like, the tag, the log line. <laughs> it's like yeah. my thesis is this <laughs> love it uh, and you can watch it on Showtime I'm so sad because Peacock used to have all the Hitchcock movies and they had really cool artwork to go with it oh. but then they took them off yeah okay. it was like uh, every movie had like the little like icon it wasn't just the poster it was like the main character of the movie with like an outline of like the color theme of the movie so like Vertigo's Jimmy Stewart with like a red outline you know Psycho was uh Jamie Lee Curtis's mom with like a yellow outline and it was mm-hmm. it was cool. It looked cute. I love that. Yeah, but now it's just boring and on showtime. <laughs> I do love those like really boring covers for the movies that are like on VHSs. Yeah. Like where it's just like the birds and it's just like <laughs> like with like a really ugly gray blue background. Beautiful. Love yeah, it. this is just it's just James Stewart. That's it. That's the poster on the movie. That's Yeah, just James. That's it. Just looking when, out. When, it, when it's like, it, I feel like it's more well-known cover is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh uh, yeah, the, the with falling, him, bitch. him falling. Oh, bitch. Falling in. You know what? It's like that's kind of what the movie's about. <laughs> falling <Yeah>. in love. <laughs> Alicia Keys. They're like, why did you write falling in love? She's like, you know. I went down to a repertory theater and I saw Vertigo. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, she's like, it was, it was, it was really good. It was I really liked good. It. I liked it. And that part in the beginning when the guy falls, I was like, man, he's yeah, falling. I'm falling too. He's, <laughs> he's falling. falling. <laughs> I'm also kind of falling in a way too. I'm falling. I fell for this movie. How did you like this movie? Oh, this movie's great. It's great. It's Vertigo. What are you fucking it's talking fucking about? It's Vertigo. Vertigo. It's the number yeah, one greatest movie of all time. I mean, what the fuck do yeah. you want for what else to say? No, it's good. <laughs> it's incredible. You know, I had a very interesting first viewing experience this. A couple of years ago, I watched this with friend of the pod, Audrey. And I, like, liked it, but I didn't, like, love it. I wasn't, like, mm. gagging over it. I gagged over parts. Like, the dream mm. sequence. Bitch mom. Incredible. Shit. Holy Fucking shit. Is that sequence just like incredible? Yeah. Like big brains on Alfred on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I just kind of found myself feeling like, and it, it's very, it makes sense that we're doing this for the pod. I'm like, this is like the straightest malest movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh like my everything God, yes. about this movie is so from the point of view of a straight man. I actually feel like I learned a thing or two about straight men watching women. Yes. Right I was like, yes. oh, is this how you think about women? Interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's very much like when, when a woman does it, 
it's weird and psychotic, but when a man does it, it's cool. Yeah, it's when art. a man does it to a woman, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was interesting. And so she didn't really like it that much because of that. She was like, I just mm. feel like the movie is just about like a dude who yeah, like literally thinks all women look the same. Yeah. <laughs> and and I was like, yeah, like and everything she said, I was like, checks out, checks out, checks out. You know, but watching it, I watched it with another friend of the pod, Harrison, the second time around. We never really got a chance to discuss it. So Harrison, Aww. if you're listening, we need to discuss this movie. Um, yeah, just have like a, you know, whenever you listen to a podcast and you like kind of respond to them like in your head or like yeah. in your car, like, yeah, do the same thing. But I, We're I, having I, a conversation I, with you right now, Harrison. Yeah, he loved it. And I was just like, I just feel like, like, I don't feel like there's a movie, there still isn't a movie about gay people where I feel like a, a, a straight person could watch it and be like, oh, I feel like I really understand what it's like to be a gay man. Like, being a gay man's like, psyche. Mm-hmm. It's not about, like, experience. It's about, like, the psychological. You know, it's Hitchcock here, people. Yeah. I mean, I would say, like, Ripley. Ripley? Oh, yeah. Like, well, yeah, but that's, like, that's, like, a smutty, you know, like, <laughs> like, murder mystery. Yeah, I, mean, I guess that's what it's like being gay. I don't know. Yeah, we all do kill each other. <laughs> yeah, we all do kill each other in boats. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, Vertigo's, like, I feel like I, there's so many. I mean, the whole era. The movies in general, oh right? Let's get to it, people. This is the thesis of the pod. All movies. movies are made for straight people for the most part. I don't think that there's a movie out there that is this, like, succinct, pointed, and focused on just being like, this is a movie about what men need from women mm-hmm. and i afterwards was like oh shit we're all gonna die um if this is how <laughs> all men feel about women like we're we're all burning in hell for sure because yep. this is not good it's not good mm-hmm. look if you as a man could have a woman in your life as cool as midge and you don't respect that and you don't understand how cool of a person she is and you don't deserve happiness yeah literally bitch like the whole movie i was like bitch fucking rules yeah (laughs) you don't want her yeah because oh because she's self-sufficient independent and has a personality cool Mm -hmm. but that's the thing is it's all very on purpose it's hard to be mad at hitchcock because Mm. there is a self-awareness like you can feel it like you know that he's examining his own like weird obsessions with blondes through this Mm -hmm. movie (laughs) and i think by the ending i think you can kind of go well i don't think he thinks it's a good thing necessarily no, oh yeah no where does this come along in his uh in his film Og? that's a great question so he so, has so many movies yeah I've let's just jump so to like the ones that matter so like probably like suspicion yeah. rebecca yeah that's when it the lady vanishes rope which is so cool i love rope, rope. rules Strange on a Chain uh, also Di- rules. Then you got like Dial M, Rear Window, To Catch a Thief, like just mm. bang, banger, banger, banger. And then and Vertigo th- right in the middle. And then Vertigo. And then you've got like his biggest films all back to back, North by Northwest, Psycho, and The Birds. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, but here's the thing. Vertigo was like not, people like didn't like love it when it came out. Yeah. Isn't that so gaggy? That's so weird because like it's so clearly like incredible. <laughs> like, well, I think people like weren't ready for it. Like it's like, I mean, it's not like people weren't making like highly stylized, like symbolic movies then, mm-hmm. but maybe in America, not so much, you know? Yeah. It's like the level of detail. Like I bet Kubrick saw this and was like, oh shit. Like, oh yeah. And then was like, I'm going to make Dr. Strangelove. Like, you know? 
You know what it reminded me a lot and truly only visually, but it's another movie from the same time period that I love. Like one of my all time favorite movies is uh, Black Orpheus. Oh, just that movie. Oh my God. So good. So good. We but love it, an Emmerich Pressburger and Michael Powell movie. Yes. We love it. We love the colors. And that, yeah, that's the thing. I was like, truly like only as like a color, as like a color story, like Vertigo and Black Orpheus are like the most beautiful movies of all time. <laughs> like totally. But Black Orpheus has like, stuff in common with, vertigo actually when you think about it because it's like there's heights mm-hmm. oh yeah there's obsession there's animation there is an animation part yeah um it's about people like going slowly crazy mm-hmm. it's about it's a very good depiction of a famous city mm-hmm. yeah yeah god can, is vertigo like the san francisco movie it I has think to be so it like, has to be like what else what else? Zodiac? <laughs> Zodiac. Well, I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Zodiac and Vertigo. Yeah, this city. Yeah, great. Good stuff going on uh, in San Francisco. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire? That's Mrs. in Doubtfire San Francisco, right? Is the, is the SF movie, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> is for sure. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. It is, like, you don't even have to, like, here's the thing. What's, what's great about Vertigo is you don't even really have to, like, care about what it's about. Like, it's just, like, fun to watch, and it's, like, yeah. really weird and fun and colorful and great. Like, yeah, the party's like following her all around San Francisco. I'm like, I could watch a movie of him just following this woman around while she shops for hours. Just, uh, the scene there's, I don't don't know why it was like so hot to me, but he's, when he's in the museum for the first time, he sees the guard and he just like points at him and tells him to come over here. I was like, Ooh, James, uh, do that to me. I don't know why. I don't know why I was like I want, I'm not into James like he's not hot in this movie no. but I think his confidence and his like presence is so hot oh yeah I don't get that at all oh. I think he's a total loser in this movie <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was really like charismatic and like oh yeah like I, I would know. like buy all of this I don't know I like it's tough because it's like when he talks to Midge, I'm like, Midge, why are you into this guy? Like, why are you wasting mm. your time like trying to like get this dude to give a shit about you? And then when he's talking to like Madeline, it's like Madeline's just like, oh, 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 oh. And he's just like, you have a psychological condition. You know, I, that was like Sean Connery. I don't know. Um, and I'm just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like it was a good example of how straight people talk to each other. Because I'm like, they're not saying anything to each other, no. really. But they're, like, gagging over each other, faggot, you know? <laughs> Which is just like, that's how straight people are. Like, I was watching a reality show last night. The one that got away on Prime. Hell yeah. <laughs> and it's like, watching straight people interact is, like, the funniest thing on the planet. They're literally just like, yeah. I just, like, really want someone I can be, like, vulnerable with. They're like, wow. Yeah, me too. And they're like, Yeah. <laughs> Like, I really want to be able to open up my heart to someone. They're like, yeah, I want to open up my heart, too. It's like, and they I'm just watching, say that to each other. I'm watching the Challenge US right now on CBS, and it's all Big Brother and Love Island and Survivor people. And the Survivor people are, like, playing a game and, like, understanding, like, what the rules of the game are. And the Big Brother and Love Island people, because they come from shows that are just, like, people talking at each other for 24 hours a day, are so boring and, like, inconsequential to like, anything that happens. And I, I hate when they're on screen. Yeah, it's just great. Like, most people are really boring, Dylan. That's what I learned from reality TV. (laughs) I'm like, I'm literally like, and I've given this advice to a straight man before, but I'm like, maybe you could just, like, find someone that has, like, similar interests to you. And Mm -hmm. they're like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, your romantic partners can also be your friends. 
They're like, what? Yeah, you can I'm like, be- yeah, you don't have to have, like, game to talk to a girl. You could just, like, find a girl that you get along with. You know, like, yeah. someone that you, like, have a, like, like, a connection could just be, like, you know, you both, mm-hmm. like, you know, Radiohead or something. I don't know. Girls don't yeah. like Radiohead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. And it's just funny because, like, in this movie, well, in all classic movies, it's so hard to get past that for me where they're just, like, talking at each other about n- nonsense. And you're they're just like, I'm in love with you. And I'm like, no, you yes. just want to stick your dick in it. Like. Shut up. <laughs> they were just horny and repressed. But maybe that's the way it was. Because you could only really fuck if you were married. Because if you did fuck outside of marriage, people were kind of like, ooh. Yeah, God saw. So, yeah. so you got married. You, the first hot girl you meet, you just marry her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're 19, you'll have 15 kids. And then you die at the age of 50. Or I guess you'd be like Jimmy Stewart where you're like a playboy until you're like 40. And then you mm-hmm. fuck a 22-year-old. Yeah, how old is uh, how old is he supposed to be in this movie? I mean, he looks old. He looks like he's, like, 40. Yeah. I was afraid it was going to be one of those things because I think it's been happening so much in movies that we've been watching where people are, like, presented as old and they're like, I'm 27. Like, I was so <laughs> Like Jerry Maguire. Of, I was yes. like, what? 27? <laughs> no, like, Sir, you're 34. So, I was so worried that there's going to be a part in this where James was like, oh, I can't believe I just turned 32. So and... he was, oh, girl, 18, 28, 38. Girl, he was 50, mama. He was born in the 1800s? He was born in 1908. Oh, he said 18. He was like, holy shit. Did I do that math right? Yeah, I did yeah, that no, that's right. right. Yeah, he was like in his late 40s, early 50s. He was, mama, he was 50. And Kim Novak okay. was, she was 20. Yeah, Kim Novak's still alive, right? Yeah. She's still, yeah. she's still vibing. What's cool about Kim Novak is she just like made, she did like a couple of classic performances and then was just like, Bye. Hell yeah. <laughs> and like didn't really act ever again. Like what a queen. That's how like, I would do it. Yeah, I would act in the Florence- greatest film ever of all time and then retire. Yeah. If like Florence Pugh is like, I'm not doing any more movies after, you know, whatever. Don't worry, darling comes out. Like she's just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I, I mean, after working with Olivia Wilde, I don't blame her. <laughs> so, <sighs> but yeah, I mean, so it's just funny because I feel like a lot of Hitchcock movies have this kind of plot. It's always mm-hmm. like an older man who's kind of a bachelor, kind of was like maybe like a party boy, a little immature, but very good at his job, whether it's being like a thief or a, a lawyer, like something, you know, very 50s movies of mm-hmm. them. And then they meet some like hot young thing and they're like, you know what? I'm ready to settle down with this 25 <laughs> year old girl. That sounds like a great idea. <sighs> and I live and I live for yeah, it. I um, know. What did you think of Kim Novak in this? Because I think she's so good in it. She's such a fucking serve in this movie. She's such a she's fucking so serve good. in it. <laughs> like, I love that she's like, like, it's kind of psychotic to me. Like, spoiler alert. The plot of Vertigo is that he's like hired by somebody to like follow his wife around because she thinks she's he thinks she's possessed by like her great grandmother's spirit. It's all very vibey. And then she like dies. And then he meets another woman who looks just like her. And then, spoiler, it turns out that it was an actor playing this woman the whole time so the guy could, like, get his wife to die. And who he's been interacting with the whole time is this actor. Anyway, when she opens the door to him and he's like, hey, you look like someone I know. Bitch, does it look, like, gagged? I would, like, she's a good actor. Yeah. Not Kim Novak, the character. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, oh, like, who are you? Like, I'm like, I'm from Kansas. Girl, you were a part of a crazy murder plot. <laughs> and now the man has found you. And you're like, chill. You're like chilling, girl. 
it does answer a question I've always had, which is like, how easy would it be to get away with crimes before like nineteen? like 2002 or whatever. Oh, it was so easy if you wanted to kill a woman because you could just be like, she was crazy. <laughs> she killed herself. <laughs> like, it's, like, even, like, the the whole, like, proof that she's, like, a different woman is, like, here's my Kansas driver's license and it's just, like, a piece of paper <laughs> that's just, like, has numbers on it. And we're so supposed to, he's supposed to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I can believe that. That's right. And it's like, oh, you could just lie about anything. Like, how hard is it to lie about anything? I also just think it's, like, interesting. Like, I love Judy because she's very, like, no, I'm not Madeline. But, like, it's so easy for him to, like, make her Madeline. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I don't want to do my a bun like that. And then she just does it anyway. I'm like, girl, man, you pushed over real easy. You really <laughs> want Jimmy's dick again, huh? Mm-hmm. Was his dick – do you think his dick was that good? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I bet do. it was real good. I bet, I bet he had a good. big, big one. I bet he did. it was real hefty. Yeah, I bet he had a big fat one. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Just mm. thinking about it. Yeah, you're thinking about Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Jim- Think about oh. Jimmy again. <laughs> but yeah, I um, I loved her in it. She's she gives me everything I need from a leading lady in a Hollywood movie. Yeah, it was incredible. It's like she's vapid and doesn't really have a personality, but also she's like beautiful but like complex. I'm like, this is all I want. This is all I want to be. I wish I was her. Same. Um, and come back to us. Make a movie. No, she's 90. Leave her alone. Yeah. Okay, Emmanuel Riva. <laughs> uh, so this is one of the first movies that I think we can clearly say is considered, that we've done, that is considered one of the greatest films of all time. Yeah. And it cons- really is. I feel like, like we don't really select, like, you know, real classics. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've done uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, yeah, it's a different kind of classic. Different kind of classic. But, like, critical, like, this is as of, so they do it every 10 years. So we're actually due for a new sight and sound this year. I'm very Ooh, excited. Ooh, bitch. Uh, but as of the last one in 2012, Vertigo took over Citizen Kane as the greatest film of all time, as told by 846 critics. And Citizen Kane was number one for, like, one, two, three, four, five, five decades in a row. And then Vertigo took over. And yeah, I think that makes sense. Do you think it's sense. the greatest movie of all time? Well, I mean, I haven't seen every movie, so it's hard no. to say. But <laughs> um, between, if you want to talk about like, the Citizen Kane versus Vertigo, because I feel like that's like the crux of it, is it's like, is mm-hmm. it Vertigo or Citizen Kane? Like, I feel like those are the two that are always up there. Yeah. I think that Vertigo is slightly better than Citizen Kane, because you have to think about legacy here, right? It's like, yeah. when you think of like the best album of the 80s. I feel like music's a little bit easier for us to understand. It's like mm-hmm. my favorite album of the 80s is like Kate Bush's The Dreaming, but the greatest album of the 80s is probably not Kate Bush's The Dreaming. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's got to make sense. Yeah. It's tough because greatest movie of all time, like bitch, like all time. All time? That's hard. But I think Vertigo represents everything that you want from a movie, right? It's psychological, mm-hmm. which like I think around this time was really taking off and I, it's pretty much been a part of how we do character development in movies from here on out. Mm-hmm. It's visually stunning. It's got a great score, mm-hmm. which I think is a huge so thing. Good. The acting's good. And it's it's thought-provoking while still being entertaining. I mean, it's got all the things that you need from a movie, I feel like. Yeah. While Citizen Kane's a good movie, but I feel like it's a little bit more like, here's a man who's greedy and a piece of shit, and here's why. Like, it's cool. It's smart. 
Yeah, Vertigo is more fun to analyze. Yeah, I feel like Vertigo doesn't, like, give you a lot of clear answers. You could, like, go in a lot of different directions. Citizen Kane is just, like, Mm -hmm. a character study of a bad person that you end up empathizing with at the end, which is, like, the power of cinema, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, visually, I guess, like, Citizen Kane, like, invented things that were, like, pretty groundbreaking Mm -hmm. at the time. But I don't know. I think between the two, like, I'd rather watch Vertigo again. I think it just, like, goes with that gut feeling, you know? What about you? Gotcha. I like Citizen Kane more just because I just I think I was the the barrier to entry for Citizen Kane was much higher for me just because I was so like afraid that because it's so like clinical. We talked about it before on the podcast, I think, but it's like the way people talk about Citizen Kane is very like clinical and studious and very like ooh, Citizen Kane is the greatest film of all time. You must discuss it like it is serious cinema, but it's like kind of lighthearted and like kind of fun to watch like it's like yeah a little popcorny almost yeah i mean i think both movies have that kind of quality to them yeah and i, I mean, think that yeah i mean because yeah because most of these critics are like americans right so mm-hmm. they're gonna choose they're not gonna choose like uh, rashomon but even rashomon like even like kurosawa like i feel like people are like afraid of kurosawa but like i actually don't really love his movies because i think they're too popcorny yeah <laughs> like i feel like all the great directors no matter what country they're from it's like i watch them and i'm like oh like this is just like the Hitchcock of this country, you well, know, because like the top, the top ten films. I'll go from ten yeah, to let's, one. Let's, let's do it. Uh, so twenty twelve is eight and a half, which eight and a half slaps. I I've actually never seen that movie. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. It's uh, you're in film school. That's like it's very so, like first semester film <laughs> school. Like watch it with a class. Yeah, but yeah, we it's never great. watched it. So. Go watch eight and a half. It rolls. Uh, the Passion of Joan of Arc, which I've never seen. Oh, it's, it's like twelve so minutes long. Fucking good. No, it's not. It's like an hour. Okay. It's really good. It's definitely by far the best silent film I've ever seen. It's so okay. – it's really cool. I think you'd actually like it. Like, you could tell that Lars von Trier, like, is oh, inspired yeah. by that movie. We're talking – all right. Yeah, we're talking dork. <laughs> okay. Uh, then we have uh, Man of the Movie Camera. Oh, I love that movie. Never it's so seen. good. It's an experimental documentary. I guess why it's up there is probably because it's the first time someone was like, oh, you know what else you could do with a camera? Just, like – do weird, cool, random shit with it, and it looks cool. Like, he was okay. kind of, like, the first person, I guess, on a bigger scale to do that. Uh, okay, it's a yeah. 20s movie, and you watch it, and you're like, this is, like, an acid trip movie from the 20s. Like, it's, like, really cool. I recommend yeah. it. I recommend it. All right. Uh, the Searchers. Never seen it. I am Never not a Western boy. Me so. neither. Uh, 2001. I mean, It bitch. makes sense. Bitch. Oh Girl, I saw a That, to me, that actually recently. might be the greatest film of all time, objectively. But also, yeah. it's very niche when you think about it, and I feel like Vertigo ticks more boxes for me. Yeah, I mean, like both of those movies, both Vertigo and Two Thousand One, are very much like the Austin Paramount summer movie classics. Like I think I've seen very, both of them at I've the Paramount. I've seen Two Thousand One at the Paramount. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Space Odyssey is like way weird. It's like whenever you listen to like Stevie Wonder music, where you're like, "Wow, this shit's weird as fuck." Like, how did people like like this? I agree. It's like Vertigo is like. Like Vertigo, no, you can't compare it to music, can you? You just can't. You just no. can't compare it to music. No. Movies are a different thing. Never mind. Never different different art form. Uh, let's see a movie. Another movie with the twenties I've never heard of. Uh, Sunrise. Oh yeah, great. That is a uh, that's a talkie. It's one of the first talkies, I think. Nineteen twenty. Yeah. I want to say eight. Seven. Right. Oh wow. My mind. So close. Um, yeah. and I saw it in uh on film at AFS. Um, it's really cool. It's like one of the first, I feel like it was a kind of cool to watch because it like played around with like a dreaminess, um, in a really cool way. Lots of like, again, camera techniques. So you're going to see a a trend here 
It's like a lot of these movies I feel like are famous because they were innovative technically, mm-hmm. but we're not really talking about like, like the entertainment values maybe not being taken into account here as much. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely like sunrise is like an important movie, but okay. I probably like would give it a four. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I liked it. It was good, but yeah. I'm not like standalone. I'm not like, wow, sunrise. I'm gagging, you know? Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, number four, the rules of the game. Oh, that movie's good too. That's uh, okay. Jean Renoir, mm-hmm. 1939. There right? you go. Ding, oh ding, my ding. God. My mind is so big. <laughs> um, that movie's actually really fun. And I think you would like it, Dylan. It's a, okay. I would say it's like a, um, it's a very like talky movie. It's French. And it's like a bunch of like, people at a party and a bunch of like things go awry and it's very like dramatic, but also very funny and very like dark at parts. It's great. It was one of those movies I watched where I was like, wow, this feels really modern, even though it came out in the thirties. So it was, it was, it's a, it's a cool one. Everyone watch the rules of the game. Great movie. All right. I'll check it. And then uh, number three, Tokyo story. Oh, great movie. Um, I'm obsessed with Ozu. Um, he makes like these really beautiful, simplistic, like family dramas. Um, and like his camera does not move mama. Okay. He, he is. is. <laughs> and I love it. It's so like, there's something really gentle about his movies. Um, right. So that when shit gets sad, it like really like All right. hits that shit. That movie made me cry. Oh, all right. Straight then, up. Yeah, that's that, then there's Citizen Kane and the Vertigo. Hell wow, yeah. I've seen almost all of them. I've seen all of them. Yeah. It's funny. I've seen all of them except for eight and a half. That's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's well. It's fine. I'm looking at this list, and the newest film on here is actually our gay recommendation this week. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I do feel like that film. I feel like that film that we're gonna talk about later, and in the mood for love. Yeah, that's the other are considered one the like the modern day classics. Yeah. Um, which is funny that they both came out very early on in I the know. decade, and I feel like people are not. I don't know. It's like, what about the newer films? Also, by two established acclaimed directors. Yeah, they're like fifth film each. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what about other directors? Like, what would you, like, realistically, like, without, you know, like, we can't say Spring Breakers, unfortunately, even though I would love <laughs> that. But, like, what films do you think deserve to be on the sight and sound list that are new? Um, let me see. I'm trying to think, like, I mean, I think I would, like, Probably some horror, like out, like probably actually like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I, I, yeah, I guess like, it's I don't not think a there's any horror on there, and That's really so fucked up. I would say probably like Texas Chainsaw Massacre because that movie is just so inventive. And well, yeah, it, like invented a whole genre of movie, really. Yeah, and it's so artfully done. It's so mean and gross, but like it's so beautiful. I God, love Toby it. Hooper so, is a king, ge- genius. Yeah, uh, but yeah, probably Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I need to yeah, look what at about the whole, what, what are you thinking? List. Yeah, because it's like it's you know it's what you think you know you got La Ventura, you got Bicycle Thieves, you got City Lights, you got Barry Lafu, you know Touching Evil, Barry Lyndon's on there, Nashville, which is cool. Okay, let's see. Mm, I do love Late Spring, Persona, mm-hmm. Mirror, Stalker. Yee Yee, a movie I still haven't seen. I have. I do really need to watch it. that. Jean Dielman. This is a pretty cool list. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gagging about some like it hot being that high up. Um, because I didn't yeah, really care I for love that some film. like it hot, but like it is, it's not that high up. Raging Bull, I also like liked, but didn't like love. 
I think it's cool that Blade Runner's on there. I think that's really cool. I would say the coolest entries in here. Wow, I'm kind of gagged that Imitation of Life is on here. Okay. Out of all the Douglas Sirk movies, that one? Okay, interesting. Intolerance. Blech. Um, <laughs> this is all pretty boring. I mean, not boring. These are great movies, but they're like not exciting. Mm-hmm. Bo Travail in there is pretty cool. I okay. like that being in there. That's cool. Some Claire Denis up in there. Yeah, Blade Runner, yeah. I think, is probably the coolest. The color pomegranates rule. I love the color pomegranates. That, yeah, it should be I higher. would say the coolest movie on here is Blade Runner, just because there's no other movie like Blade Runner on here. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no blockbuster esque movies on here except for that. Yeah. Um. Not that like I want to be one of those boys that's like we need to put Spielberg on the top 100 greatest movies of all time. It's like it's okay. Like, there's things that like there's delineations and that's okay, you know. Mm. But I do think throwing in like a a Blade Runner, like throwing in like an Alien, or like mm. a even like Spielberg, like throw in a you know Raiders. You know, I think yeah. like just a couple things like that peppered in there. I think yeah. would make the list cooler to me. How do you feel about Mirror being the highest Tarkovsky? Um, I like Mirror, but, like, I feel like it's very millennial to say this, but, like, Stalker all the way, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. It's Stalker. Yeah, it's Stalker. Stalker's his best movie, in my opinion. Um, yeah, this is a cool list. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just, like, it's, like, all a bunch of movies that, like, you're like, oh, I need to watch that. And then, but you're never, like, excited to watch it. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a lot of those. It's a bunch of homework. It's a lot of vegetables. It's a lot of homework. Oh, this movie, The Leopard. I went and saw this at AFS. It's a 60s Italian movie, and it was fucking like four hours long, and it was so boring. Oh, I no. literally <laughs> was like falling asleep during it, and I like don't fall asleep during movies often. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a whatever. Oh, Blue Velvet's on there. Okay. Yeah, cool. also cool. Also cool as hell. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm All excited. Right. I'm excited to see what the this if they do it this year. I, have, yeah, I feel like we're going to see a lot more 21st century yeah. movies on here. Yeah. I think, I think we might, change. I think we might see like, I don't know. Like what's the most like acclaimed movie of the last 20 years. That's not the Moonlight. Two I think Moonlight, I could see Moonlight jumping in there. I really critics love under the skin. Yeah. That'd be so awesome. If under the skin made it on there. I like, think that'd be really cool. And then uncle Boone me. I could see making yeah. the list because I feel like at this point, um, I'm not going to say his name. Um, I'm going to butcher it. But he's like a director that I feel like people like pretty much all can like the consensus is like he's yeah. one of the greatest directors of our, our time. So still need to watch Memoria. Yeah. I love that the rollout was like, we're going to go one by one to different theaters. And that's totally not what's happened at all. Nope. I it's been playing at like a it. theater like down the street from us for like two months now. I'm like, we need to go <laughs> see this. Um, but yeah. Cool. All well, right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Wow, oh, look at that was like the like most like wow. So we, yeah, yeah, we know movies. I know that you all think we just know like, you know, dumb shit, but we know movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh why do straight people like this movie? I just put Jane Stewart. Yeah, like, y'all love him. People fucking love Jane Stewart, but it's like he's he's cool as fuck. I love James Stewart. I don't know. I like him. I've just never been truly like I guess the thing that's hard for me to contextualize because we just don't have movie stars like him anymore. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like a Tom Hanks, I think. Yeah. Where he's like the guy that everyone likes. So that when I guess he does a role like Vertigo, it's very like, whoa, like this is kind of different for yeah. him. It would have been awesome if Tom Hanks did a Vertigo type movie. Mm-hmm. I want to see Tom Hanks be like kind of horny and unhinged. 
Yeah. I don't. Is Tom? Did you say Tom? Tom Hanks is very sexual. I'm trying to think of a movie in which he's sexual. None. None. He's. That is the one thing you can say. Because, like, sorry to Mr. Jonathan Demi, but Philadelphia, honey. Mm-hmm. Like, great movie for the time. Yada, 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 yada. He's good in it. But it's also like they just stripped that movie of sexuality. Mm-hmm. Which is why I liked It's a Sin so much. Because I know that some people didn't, like, love it. But, like, it was just so cool to watch an AIDS drama that, like, actually had, like, horny gaming in it. Yes. And, like, showed, like, the joy of gay sex and not at all just being, like, sad and, like, we're dying. And Philadelphia is just, like... <laughs> it's like he's his boyfriend is Antonio Banderas mm. in Philadelphia, and there's no horniness there in that movie. Ugh. What a shame. Ugh. Antonio Banderas. Now that is one of our great straight leading men who is mm-hmm. a, an ally of the gays because he's played mm-hmm. how many gay men? <laughs> so many. He's gay in Pain and Glory. He's pay, probably in. Spy he's gay Kids. in most Pedro movies. Oh uh, yeah. He's definitely. I, I understand that he's doing what he's doing in under this or the skin I live in, uh, because like of his daughter or whatever. But he's a little. He's a little, a little fruity in that. in that one. A little fruity. There's a little sweetness a little, to that one. He's a little too too obsessed with the female form and yeah, uh, and not in a sexual way. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like Jimmy Stewart being a little bit horny. I think that's one of the things that makes the movie work is that. You kind of do believe he's really in love with her, but it becomes so clear by the end that it's just like, this is just some sort of weird, horny fantasy that you've projected onto this woman from the yeah. get-go. Even when you didn't know the truth or whatever, or or it didn't even matter that she's acting or not. You just saw what you wanted to see because you like are guilty about some dude falling off of a roof and you had to like quit your job. And now you're like looking for something else to like mm-hmm. fill your time. I think that's like the darkest thing about this movie. Is that he's bored. Is that the whole reason why this happens is because he's bored. Yeah. It's like you leave a man to his own devices and he will find something mm-hmm. to take up his attention. It's usually going to be something like this. And it's just kind of freaky. <sighs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, especially because it's like if you consider – I mean, he's was in so many movies. But Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, It's a Wonderful Life, Philadelphia Story. And he's like these three, I guess not really, in a, not as much in a Philadelphia story, but like in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington and It's a Wonderful Life, he's like the utmost ideal of the American man. Totally. And then to totally just invert that in Vertigo where he like is this kind of like American, straight American male figure that's like supposed to be like honorable. He's a detective. People like detectives and the police force. And he's just a piece of shit. And it's great. Yeah, it's cool. It's Hitchcock. That's all Hitchcock. You know it's what I mean? It's all Hitchcock shit. Yeah. Like, that's Hitchcock going, like, I'm going to take this man, and I'm going to take his whole persona, his charisma, everything that he does that makes everyone love him, and I'm going to totally subvert that. It's like, I can't really think of a director that does something like that now. But also, I'm, like, movie stars are, like, not on the same level of fame that, like, James Stewart was, like, mm-hmm. at this time period. Like, it's just not the same. I mean, not to drop the N the N word, but... PTA doing it to Tom Cruise and Magnolia is like the first thing that comes to mind. Is like I agree. Like, I fe- and and then and I no one knew what to do with him after that. Mm-hmm. It's just like or PTA just never worked with him again. Which is like, girl, you already work with the same fucking ten people over and over again. Yeah. You can <laughs> add Tom Cruise to the roster. Yeah, but also uh, it makes his performance so much more special in mm-hmm. retrospect because it's like such a monumental. Like I just think it's one of the greatest performances ever. It was incredible. It's amazing. Well, I think I think Stanley Kubrick kind of used Tom Cruise's persona for Eyes yes. Wide Shut. 
Yeah, ninety nine. Uh, <laughs> ninety nine. Tom Cruise is where he inverted Tom Cruise. I love it, and what I love about Eyes Wide Shut is, to me, the entire movie is about like Stanley Kubrick being like, "Let me take the like most famous, like confident man alive, and totally have him be emasculated for three hours." Yeah. That's what Eyes Wide Shut is. It's literally just watching Tom Cruise be emasculated for three hours. It's amazing. Beautiful. That movie is so good. Anyone that doesn't like that movie, I'm like, you're wrong. I'm sorry. You're wrong. Incorrect. Uh, but that's pretty much all I have. I mean, we talked about the straightness of this movie earlier. I mean, so. yeah. Like, the male gazy stuff. I mean, you know. Like I said, I just feel like there is something about the movie feeling very potent. It's like any other movie that's about, like, men obsessed with women, I feel like there's a lot of dressing it up. And there's a lot of, like, trying to, like... The director's too, like, afraid, I feel like, to let it be what it really is, you know? Mm. And this movie is not afraid of it at all. No. Which is kind of cool. I feel like maybe that's why a lot of straight people like this movie because it it kind of is, like, the ultimate – like, it's almost like people shouldn't have made straight people movies after Vertigo. Like, it, like, won. <laughs> it, like, won yeah. being straight. It did. It's it, not – I don't want to say this is the straightest movie of all time, but it's the most straight movie. It's the most – accurate movie Most about accurate. being a there straight male <laughs> yes <laughs> and i think that like men probably feel very seen by this movie in a way that maybe is a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. which is cool yeah make, so, it, like, make it squirm it i mean unfortunately making vertigo didn't change hitchcock from robbing a piece of shit to his leading blonde actors but yep hey, yep. Yep. yep an attempt was made <laughs> yeah. it's very much like whenever you're it's the where you're like man i should stop drinking I'm going to go drink some more. It's like your your one moment of reflection, and then you just keep doing it. Oh, you know what else is straight about this movie? Somebody What's coming up with, like, a crazy psychotic plan to murder his wife for her money. Yes. <laughs> I feel like all old movies are all about, like, the same thing. It's all about, like, some dude or, or woman trying to kill their rich partner so they can have all their money. And I'm just like, y'all really couldn't wait to, like, old age. Like, I don't know. It's just like, what's I don't get it. Just, like, be rich. It was so easy to cheat then. Just cheat. I mean, I think that's that's why, like, a simple favor is so successful, because that it's oh, that I don't, same I don't, plot. Ooh, 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 ooh. Never seen that movie. Okay. I don't know. What's uh, the, no, I don't want to know. I actually don't want to know. No, no, I don't no, want to know yeah. the twist. Uh, yeah. Well, I I'll feel just... like I know the twist now, so. Yeah, it came out five years ago. Uh, sorry about that. I'm so sorry. No, 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 just say it. Just say it. It's fine. I mean, it's that, that movie is more influenced by Diabolique. Oh, I love uh, that movie. Yeah, it's incredible. But it's, uh, it's still, I think it's a, it's a classic trope that doesn't get used enough and we need to go back to it. It's a fun trope. It's a it's fun, fun trope. I definitely think that like movies about tricking like losers Mm-hmm. It's cool. Like it's great. I love it. I love it. I love a movie about somebody who's hot and cool and confident and being like, "Hey, I know a loser who would totally fall for this crazy thing that we're doing so that we can get away with having a bunch of money and shit." <laughs> we're going to trick a loser. Like it's like I that's so it. iconic. I would be the loser, obviously. <laughs> uh, is there anything gay about this movie? Yes. I mean, it takes place in San Francisco. Yes. But that's we love the hills. We love a we port love town. Hills. It reminds me of Kiki's Delivery Service every time yes. I see it in the movie. Never been to San Francisco. Oh, um, San Francisco's nice. It's fun. I did a um I played a I played a festival there. Um and had a great time. Did you get fucked? I wish. No, I was in drag the whole time. So, then, so were no. you really in San Francisco? Did you get <laughs> fucked? 
I didn't get fucked by by a glitter bear with they them pronouns. God, I wish. Ugh. By honey mahogany. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, yeah it's San Francisco, it's gay. Throwing gay. yourself uh, by the Golden Gate Bridge into the bay, very gay. Yes, falling from a bell tower, gay. Nuns. F- falling, gay. Nuns, oh, yeah. gay. Falling I feel like so the gay. whole way this movie is dressed is very gay. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's like flowers are a motif. A bun is a motif. Yeah. The the red velvet wallpaper in the Oh, restaurant. in that restaurant? Oh my Mama. God. Mama. Mama, I want to go out to eat there. The interior design in this film. Oh, it's gorgeous. Incredible. All the faces look so A gay man or a woman definitely did the art direction for this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, it's a very gay-looking movie. That's what's kind of cool about it. I know. Like Midge's apartment? Like, could you fucking imagine living there? Dude, you know that if Midge were just around, like, a couple decades later... Like, if she was at that age in the late 60s, even, instead of the late mm-hmm. 50s, oh, she would just be hanging out with all the gays. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Harvey Milk would be hanging out at her apartment all the time. Oh, my God. You just yeah. know it. You she know she, she – but even in her older age in the late 60s, you know she was holding a sign. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, she was there. <laughs> she's such a queen. She's such a queen. Uh, I think the upside-down bra – Okay. You know what? That kind of brings me back into a little bit of a, a point of this yes. movie that I think is a detail, but it's not like a main focus. Mm-hmm. I kind of noticed that in this movie, like Midge and what she does, like the upside down bra and all that, really represents the direction that women are going in at this time period. Like they're starting mm. to work more. They're starting to be more independent. Like we're getting into the 60s. I mean, Hitchcock didn't know that, but it was pretty prescient. And I feel like Jimmy Stewart's character like longs for like a – like, there's a reason why... He was why, a trad wife. Like, there's a reason why Madeline is possessed by the spirit of, like, a scorned woman from the 1800s, if you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he wants her to wear, like, these crazy gowns, and he, like, wants her to just be, like, beautiful, and that's all her purpose is. And he doesn't want a woman like Midge. And I feel like that that's really happening in this movie, and it's really cool. Like, mm-hmm. they just don't that. make them like that. this anymore. That. Like, movies no. before, like, every line, every detail, every character has a purpose. And it's yes. just so cool. And the thing is that they also, like, made – directors would make, like, 12 movies in, like, 10 years. I know, and they're all brilliant. And they're all brilliant. They're all incredible. And it's, like, now it's, like, <laughs> I don't know uh, – I was going to say Terrence Malick, but not anymore because he kind of started doing that. But it's like every director has to take like five years between projects. And it's well, like, I guess there's just not a lot of financing for movies anymore, I guess. Yeah, they're just throwing money away. Shit yeah, because people days. were going to the movies then. So like it was mm-hmm. just like you could just churn out fucking movies left and right. And people were paying money to go to the theater to see them. I mean, this is decades before people could watch movies at home. Can you imagine that you went to go see a movie and then you just would maybe never see it again? That's crazy to me. (laughs) Yeah, like, you would literally just have to be like, oh, they're playing that movie, like, at the drive-in. Like, I want to go see it again. Like, you'd have to, like, actively go to another, like, a theater that would hopefully Mm -hmm. be showing an old movie. The closest thing we have is, like, you know, accidentally scrolling past a TikTok and not liking it and then losing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the closest we've got to that. That's a, I mean, like maybe pray that somebody stitches it later or duets it, and you get to see the original again. But yeah, it's never gonna happen. Wow, maybe that's why we love TikTok. Or losing TV. porn. Oh, losing porn's a big one. Oh my losing god, a big one. the like, the whenever you find that porn again from like ten years ago, mm. the greatest feeling. Mm. Mine are all like men.com porns that I have a hard time finding that I love. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're gone. Because men.com, the, the early 2010s was such a great era for them. Ugh. 
the content they were putting out. So good. Man. So we good. should make a porn podcast. Yeah, where we review porn or porn stars. Even. I would love to. Oh my god, I'd love to. Oh, so hot. We'll talk off mic. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, last but not least, the gayest thing about this movie. We've already talked about her several times. We probably talked about her more than Kim Novak's character <laughs> at this point. It's Mama, Midge. Midge. <laughs> Midge. 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 I want to name my daughter Midge. Like, yes. literally after this woman. Because she is she's, a queen. She's iconic. She's a legend. She is the moment. Like, that painting when she reveals, like, the joke painting to him. That was... A Such a weird moment of the movie because I was like, I don't actually feel like this character would do something like this, but okay. <laughs> but also like her talent. I know it was pretty good, but she yeah, whiffs it's, um, a painting. what I love about Midge is like she, her relationship with Jimmy Stewart is, it doesn't really feel like a, a lost romance. Like they try to paint it as that. It really does feel like, like a girl hanging out with her gay best friend who's spiraling. <laughs> And she's, like, trying to give him advice. Like, I was talking about this with my friend Audrey the other day about, like, the relationship with, like, gay men and women is, like, a woman, like, trying their best to, like, mother a gay man and trying to, like, make sure that he doesn't put himself in danger because they know what danger is and we don't. And then just being, like, oh, God, like, again. Yeah. You know? I love it. And I feel like they have that kind of Judy-type relationship. Oh, yeah. She tries so hard to get him to stop doing this bullshit. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't yeah. listen to her. And then look what happens. You killed two women <laughs> by the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. Do you, don't you kind of hate that she dies at the end? Kind of. It kind of rubs me the wrong way. I can feel that. I feel like that's where my friend Audrey, you know, I brought her up. I think that was where she really, like, couldn't do the movie. Was it's like, doesn't it make more sense that he dies? Or no, yes. I guess he has to live with the guilt. He was already living with one kind of guilt. Like, it's just going to make him go crazier. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something that rubs me the wrong way about Judy dying. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like, why is she being punished for this? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess her character really is, like, trying to make someone re-fall in love with her, but her actual self is of the self she was playing. So, doesn't sound like the... It sounds like a dead end. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> But I don't know. There's something about it. It just makes me, like, mad. I'm like, Hitchcock, you asshole. I feel that. I feel that. He said, I'm not killing one blonde in my movie. I'm killing two blondes. I'm killing them both. And Midge, you're next. Midge, you're next. You know he's going after Midge. He's like, Midge, take off your glasses. (laughs) Do they have contacts then? They have these new things called contacts. Weren't they glass? Put them in. Oh, ouch. I know. Oh, yeah. He tries to transform Midge next, yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or he never is able to leave the bell tower because of his vertigo. <laughs> yeah, he becomes Quasimodo. It's actually a prequel to the Hunchback and Notre Dame. Yes, this is the prequel to the Hunchback and Notre Dame. And then Jimmy Stewart <laughs> just lives out his days in this bell tower. Uh, well, speaking of the Hunchback of Notre Dame, uh, time where we do our gay recommendations, where we recommend a movie that's a little gayer than this one. And if you want a movie that's about... Where did my pen go? Oh, there it is. Sorry, I lost a pen. Uh, if you want a movie about mistaken identities, is it really mistaken identities? Dual identities? Blondes looking alike? California? It's Mulholland Drive. Yes. That's right, bitch. That's right. Yes. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus is in both uh, movies. That's the th- connective tissue. Wait, Billy uh, Ray Cyrus is in Vertigo? No, he was like one, maybe. 
<laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Billy Ray Cyrus plays the book owner, the bookstore owner at the beginning. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. No, yeah, it's fucking Mahalo Drive. Too. Yeah, he was. Oh yeah. He definitely was. Um Mulholland Yeah, go Drive, fucking yeah. watch Mulholland Drive. What are you talking I mean, about? Yeah, go watch I mean, it. I, I'm hoping that anyone that's listening to this podcast has hopefully seen Mulholland Drive. If not, we what are you doing? What are you, you doing? I would say stop the podcast, but we are like at the end. So just keep listening. Just, like, just give listening us the numbers. Maybe watch Mulholland Drive afterwards. Yeah, but then go watch Mulholland Drive. Like it's one of the it's one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, it's so good. I love it. It's <laughs> it's like it's so. Is it's, it your favorite so lunch? Good. What's your favorite lunch? Uh, my favorite lunch is the Wild at Heart. Wow, you said I'm going with the unhinged one. I'm psychotic. I like Wizard of Oz. What can I say? Mine is like so hard because I really feel like it's like a toss up between Eraserhead, Blue Velvet, and Mulholland Drive. Like I'm like I yeah. can't. Like they're all so good. It depends on like the weather. Like they're all so good. I really want Lost Highway to be my favorite because I feel like that's a really cool. Like if someone like told mm. me like my favorite Lynch is Lost Highway, I'd be like, wow, I kind of want to suck your dick. Like that's kind of yeah. <laughs> I bet their dick smells real weird. Yeah, definitely uh, <laughs> weird smelling dick for sure. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, you know, that's like Lost Highway is like the one that I've never seen. Oh, it's so good. But I had I actually, the soundtrack I and I was obsessed with it. I his filmography this year. Hell yeah. Well, his what was your last feature one? length filmography. I haven't oh, yeah, seen you're not all the shorts. He's a bajillion pieces. of them. But um, the last one I watched was Dune. Oh, hell yeah. So I finally oh, watched nope, Dune. I guess I haven't seen Dune either. Okay, so I haven't seen Dune and I haven't seen Lost Highway. Yeah, I did The Elephant Man, The Straight Story, and Dune. And Got. like back to back. Straight Story is one of my grandpa's favorite oh, movies. Oh, movie rules. Yeah, it's great. It's so good. It's so cool. I can't believe it's on too. Disney Plus. The fact that there's a David Lynch movie on Disney Plus is iconic <laughs> to me. Uh, but yeah, Mulholland Drive, Naomi Watts. Who's the other woman in that? I can't remember her name. Oh my God, did you read about her like dragging Naomi yes. on Instagram? That was, was so iconic. So good. She was like, yeah, some people, I guess, change after a little bit of fame. I'm like, damn, this bitch is going <laughs> Um, Wow, it's just like Mulholland Drive. That's funny. <laughs> um, no, Laura Herring. That's her name. Yes. Yeah. I. Oh, she's great in that. I like to impersonate the part of uh, Mulholland Drive when Naomi Watts has a seizure during the uh, the fucking club scene. Mm-hmm. And then they pull out the blue box. I just <laughs> find that to be, like, very, like, gay behavior. <laughs> to like, to seize. Like, and, the... <laughs> and then just be like, oh, this is so powerful. It's like me at the spelling show, you know? And then, <laughs> and then you're just like, wait a second. Uh, shut it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, bitch? Like, yeah. all while watching someone, like, sing lounge tunes at, a, at midnight? Jordando. 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 It took me so long to realize that she's singing a Spanish cover of Crying by Roy Orbison. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that song's also in Blue Velvet, so it's like, they're connected. David Lynch's mind is so big, as big as his hair. Oh, I do you watch his weekend updates or his like Friday updates? Uh, no, but I do. He's follow like him that's on it's that day again. It's <laughs> Friday. It's like it's eighty degrees in Los Angeles. It's a hot one. <laughs> I love that he talks like a cartoon character from the fifties. <laughs> he's he's I he's so good. I have one of his albums, uh, and I went to a like a bring your own vinyl night and i played one of those the like he has like a song with licky lee and i played Sick. it but like at the wrong speed and someone was like you know that's um you know that's too slow right and i was like no i know i want it to be weird me if like, i brought okay. portisets third 
because uh, I have that on vinyl and it's also at 45. Yes. And I love playing that album slow. Oh. It's so scary. Like literal. And it's like, I'm so safe. Yeah. It's so scary. I love that. So good. Anyway. All right, let's wrap All this right, shit wrap up this shit so I can up, go girl. get some dinner. Yeah, my name is bitch. Dylan Garcia. You can follow me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia, on Instagram at Garcid, and Letterbox at Garcid, and Be Real at Garcid. Ooh, I'm on Be, be real, real now. Bitch. She's on Be Real. What if your Be Real went off while you were jerking off? Would you do it? Um, <laughs> I won't say no. <laughs> You're like, hey, friends, just trying to be real. I'm trying to be real. I'm... And it's like a screenshot of you watching like stepdad porn and like you jerking <laughs> off. Well, the thing is, I, I would much rather show my dick than like my face. <laughs> I think you need to unpack that one. And that's real. That's, <laughs> that's me being real. <laughs> and I'm Kirk Bansickle, and you can find me on uh, Twitter, Letterboxd, at K-R-K-V-N-S-C-K-L-E. You can find me on Instagram at Kirk underscore Bansickle. Also follows on Street People Movies, STR8 PPL Movies. I am really bad at keeping up with our social media because I work 70-hour work weeks. You got this, sis. Um, so I'm sorry to everyone that looks forward to my the Geip Award winners. I'll be catching up on those soon. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, vertigo. Vertigo. I got vertigo. vertigo from it's t- how hungry I It's time I for am. us to... Same. It's time for us to vertigo. To vertigo. Time for me to vertigo to Popeyes. Vertigo All right. to Popeyes. That sounds really good. Um, okay. Uh, there's one two minutes from my house. All right. Bye. Bye, sluts. Thank you now came talk. Talk. Talk.